Morning, Miss Evelyn. Good morning, Joe B. How you doing? Good. How are you doing? Good. You got a good weekend going? Uh, I think it's about over. <laughs> it's been a busy weekend. What you been up to? Uh, playing around with a bunch of weddings. Had uh, two this weekend. Been a while since I'd had two back to back, and um, it is exhausting. Hmm. So you start at what time and you get done at what time? Um, yesterday, I can't remember on Friday what time I started and what time I got done. But uh, last night or yesterday, um, we reported for work at one uh, thirty, And uh, I left at, I'd say, 12.30. To come home or eleven thirty, something like that. Anyway, twenty four or twelve hours yesterday. What do you do during that time? Oh my gosh, never stopped until probably eleven last night. I mean, enough to know that everything was almost done. Um, the party wasn't over till one, so I know uh, Kim stayed with uh, Sam, and they had to uh, strike the last linings at uh, the dance reception and everything. And uh, so they let us go a little earlier. So I think I got home, and next thing I know, uh, it takes me a while to uh, decompose. <laughs> or that sounds like you died. I know. It sounds like I brought it, didn't it? Or <laughs> uh, what is the word? Uh, decompress. Decompress. Yeah. Um, I like you better decompressing <laughs> than I do de yeah, I decomposing. Know. Well, I'm still um, kind of in a fog this morning. Uh, I'm moving very slowly. Uh, but it takes me for a while because I guess you're you're constantly, constantly walking and doing something. Uh, late last night, we got to comparing how many steps each of us had. And uh, at one time, I had 9,000. And the next time I checked, uh, I had over 11. And uh, I don't know what I finally had when the time I got home. But you're always on the move. And so when you get home and you sit down, uh, your body uh, begins to cry out <laughs> that it's tired and it still wants to move. It's like uh, going roller skating uh, and haven't been roller skating for a while. And when you get off the skates, how you feel like you're you're still skating, that's the way my legs do when I get home. So it takes me for a little while. So about 2 o'clock, I realized that Kim was at my front door and wanting to give me the keys to my car because she drove my car yesterday. It took two vehicles, our car and um, our truck, was full. The whole back of the truck, the bed and inside, was full of uh, linens. And um, I guess, uh, because we had a, for almost 200 people yesterday. Mm -hmm. and uh, But it was beautiful. It was the Biltmore. Uh, during the pandemic, the Biltmore closed its doors and did some renovations and uh, opened up. And it is... It is just beautiful. So, so you're an employee of Rebel Wedding Company, a company owned by our daughter Samantha Joe, and who is uh, 
become the number one wedding planner in the Phoenix area. Um, what do you remember most about the weekend weddings? What's your one front page? Uh, what it looks like when you have everything all done and ready to go, especially uh, the reception, the dinner. That is the the really neat show. Um, how it starts out, and you have people just scattering and going everywhere doing stuff. And then, like last night, all of a sudden we go upstairs to our vendor room, which happened to be in uh, one of the business rooms upstairs, about two or three floors up above, and walked out on the patio and saw what it looked from up above. It, it, um, it's just magic. Uh, something that happened to me last night that was kind of strange. I don't even remember if I told you about it when I got there, when I got home last night. But um, we were packing up and, and stripping linens like crazy. And it, it takes a while. And by the time you get a bag full of eight linens, uh, they weigh a lot. You have to have strong people there to help you get that done. But we, I was just going through and talking about the sign. I saw this lady and she had, I guess they'd been swimming and it was after dinner. So ten, dinner ended at 10, believe it or not. They had dinner from 6.30 to like 10 o'clock. Mm. Crazy. And um, she uh, hollered at me and said, uh, hey, she said, is this your uh, company? And I said, no, it's not my company. I said, uh, but I work for the company. And she says, well, we've watched you all day long and said, you have been out here busy, busy, busy. And she said, I just told my daughters that I think that's the lady that owned this company. <laughs> and I said, oh, my gosh, no. I said, but I am very proud to say that my daughter owns the company, and uh, so she says, well, we come here all the time to the Biltmore, and so she said, it's my 70th birthday, and she said, I told my two daughters, we're going to the Biltmore to celebrate my birthday, and so she said, I have one daughter that is looking to get married, and said she came out after she saw what you had done to this bare, grassy little spot, and said, well, Mom, we come here all the time, and we love it. Why don't we, you know, plan my marriage here? And so she said, we were just wondering the name or everything. So, you know, my eyes and ears perked up, and I gave her Sam's name and got to talking uh, to her. And um, so just before we left, there are, I don't know how many flowers that, are there? I mean, just mountains and mountains of flowers. And when the ceremony is over, they're gone. They take them home and and they get rid of the flowers. They you know throw most of them away. Uh, the only ones they have to take back that are put in their permanent containers that they use over and over. But they have little uh, bouquets sitting around in that you can pick up. And so I saw those and I thought how beautiful they were. So I picked up a couple and the lady was still sitting on her patio watching us. And I went over and I said, well, I wanted to give you these for your birthday. 
So I told Sam later, I was trying to make all the brownie points I could. I told her where, where the um, website was. And, um, and after I talked to the lady, <clears throat> she had the kind of personality that I know. Uh, I mean, she might end up being, you know, one of those bride's mothers that you would never want to see again. But she had the same kind of personality that Sam did that I thought they would work really good. So that was kind of neat. It's always nice when people walk by, and, and especially when people recognize the um, mother of the bride. I believe it was the mother or of the groom, but I believe it was the bride. Uh, it was the bride. Um, she came up and said she worked in events before, and she knew that the kind of work that had to be done under the scenes, you know, uh, behind the scenes, as they say. And um, and this was when we just first started getting everything together. And she said, I just want to know that I appreciate all your hard work. And uh, that means a lot mm-hmm. because sometimes people are not that nice, you know. So, but we had lots of people I saw uh, coming up guests of the wedding that uh, was telling Sam, you know, beautiful wedding you know and when the when the bride walks up she came up before ever anyone went to the reception to see it and uh, Sam went and got her <clears throat> and her hu- new husband and uh, brought them over to the um, reception scene and as the girl walked up and looked at it uh, she cried mm. she cried but Every, it, huh? Oh, yeah, I hated it. But w- what they've been doing at the last couple of weddings, which the people that do this job, oh, my gosh, they have to work oh, so hard, as everyone does. But they are streaming lights. You know how you would have a little patio outside, um, and you would decide you're going to string lights up and have put a few and how pretty it is. This was over enormous piece of property and they had tiny tiny lights stretched all across the top beautiful and it just made it warm and cozy and it was like an enormous room that was just and she cried she just cried her eyes out that it was so beautiful so someone said it was thirty thousand dollars worth of lights it was mm. It was, it was, uh, yes, and oh my gosh, just before we got ready uh, to accept the people from uh, the cocktail art to the reception, all of a sudden we hear a big boom, and we smell smoke, and we know that by the time they got their lights up and had them all plugged in, and then the band came, and they were plugging in their global lights things, uh, transformer, boom, mm-hmm. and so next thing they though they had to call in people back, so the people got it all fixed, left again, and halfway during the and this was the guy's birthday, he was putting up the lights, and so he decided that he would go and have dinner and have a beer to celebrate with his family, and the next thing you know he's getting a call from Sam saying, hey, uh, one set of lights just went out. And he said, okay, I'll be right there. And he came back, and without 
anyone seen much of anything, worked their magic and got them back on. So just it's just craziness all the time. Mm-hmm. So you get in the car and head home. You get to work with your daughter and your stepdaughter, Kimberly yes. and Samantha. Yep. Uh, what's your feelings about that? I think we work very well together. Um, Kim and I sort of have just kind of like a routine that we do because we're usually put in charge of the same stuff. And uh, after you work with somebody for a while, you kind of get their vibes and everything. You kind of just naturally work together and do things. And uh, she's a hard worker. She knows how to work. A lot of people do not. Uh, A lot of people that you have working with you sometimes... um, they just don't know. <laughs> I hate to say this, but sometimes the younger generation just does not understand hard physical work. Mm-hmm. And uh, that makes it kind of bad sometimes. But yes, I love working with them. I love working with uh, Sam. And um, we have a lot of the mothers that are working now with some of uh, Sam's um, employees. Um, we have uh, three mothers that work, and so it's really a neat thing to get to work with your daughter. Um, I know uh, Ashley's mother helps her when she's doing weddings, and um, I talked to her here the night because she came over to help us at a, a big wedding for what they call a flip when you need lots of help, and she said, I just love it. She said, I just, one, I just love working with Ashley, and she said, um, she loved what we all love is walking into a bare spot and the next thing making it a Cinderella story um, and a, you know, a setup that you wouldn't believe, only seeing it pictures in a book or... So it's fun. So you think you got a future working in the wedding industry? No. <laughs> no. At one point last night I thought oh my gosh, maybe I should think about not doing this anymore because you just, I mean, you don't stop and it's physical work and it's also mental work because you have a lot of little P's and Q's that have to be um, considered. I mean, just as far as, I, I don't know how many times that Kim and I will sit and run the tables. Last night we had 32 tables with at least nine people at each table. And we have to make sure, and you have to do it over and over and over again to make sure that the right people are sitting at the right tables, at the right spot at the table. And um, it sounds very easy, but uh, it can get very, very crazy. So, um, no, I don't, (laughs) because now... Uh, first thing I do when I get in the car, make sure I have a little drink with me, and I don't mean an alcoholic drink, which would be nice, but not driving home. Uh, I take either one, depending on how bad, because the minute you sit down and quit, your body screams, thank God, <laughs> you know, leave me alone. And so depending on the degree of uh, the aches in your legs and your back, uh, I take one or two ibuprofens. And because it's usually a 30, 35, 40-minute drive home, I get in my nice little Honda um, Odyssey, 
SUV and it has heated seats. I turned those on, on high. And about halfway home, I just kind of shut my eyes and uh, the car takes me home. <laughs> so, so far that's worked. But uh, I think physically, uh, Samantha's probably keeping us both alive from work. Yeah, yeah, because um, it, she does not look at me ever and think that she is asking me something that I can't do or maybe that I shouldn't do. Uh, no, no. It's kind of what she did when I had cancer. She just came home and said, get up and get out and keep going. And uh, yeah, I credit that with uh, working the chemotherapy into every part of your body because <laughs> it would be after your uh, treatments. She would come in and uh, run you all weekend, go shopping, movies, and everything else. And I always thought that that uh, chemo got into the vital parts of your body and you whipped it. Oh, yeah. Came Sunday nights. I was tickled to see that girl get in the car and go back to school. It was like, I've got to lay down. I can't. And then the same thing happened when I when I knew she was coming home. Uh, about 30 minutes before she would arrive, you know, I'd get up and put my little um, do-rag on my head, cover up my bald head, and put makeup on for the first time in the week and uh, be sure I looked all perky. When she got there, and in time she left, you know, I was ready to hit the bed. There were at least 15 boxes of linen, and uh, the UPS said they weighed 30 pounds, but I swear they weigh more than that. Yeah. <coughs> and at I, late at night, you think they weigh 100 pounds. Yeah. yeah. I had to pick them all up, or I got to pick them all up mm-hmm. and put them in the truck, and then there were five extra boxes that came in, and I put those in your car. And the night before uh, the wedding, I moved everything into the truck <laughs> so that we could have it uh, have it all in one vehicle. And then she called and said she only wanted those five boxes, so I had to take everything out of the truck and find those five boxes and put them in your car. And uh, so then uh, you took the uh, linens there, but they brought back last night seven huge bundles Oh, yeah. Bags of linens that look like body bags. Yeah. You have to count them all. You have to make sure that you get them all. Uh, <clears throat> linens are not uh, that hard because I bet who's going to pick up a linen, you know, for a 70 foot, 72 inch <clears throat> round table. But napkins are the mysterious thing going on. You have to count those and they charge you for each napkin that's not. There and last night we got down to, I think five or six we couldn't find. And finally, when we were taking up the linens, you'd find them under the tables, or you'd find them. You know, we found some just over, like in the bushes. I don't know what they were doing with them over there. <clears throat> but I think the last count I heard, we still needed two. Mm. So that's not too bad. But well, I got the bags back today, uh, back to UPS and. We're keeping a lot better record of those bags now. We're getting a receipt for each one because Sammy was docked for five bags of uh, linens, uh, $1,200 worth, and we had already taken it back, but I didn't get the the receipt for it, and uh, you managed to take the uh, long list of uh, UPS uh, deliveries and figure out where they they went. You got that all finalized, didn't you? 
Yes, I got it. But we never have heard. It's kind of funny. These people say they think they know where they are, but they're still looking. Yeah, I think. you know. Mm-hmm. But we've got proof that they were all sent and received. Mm-hmm. And we even have a person's name that received a lot of them. So uh, it's just a matter of fact that they got picked up and put someplace else. And, you know, I think it'll turn out fine. I hope so. On a side note, on the CBS Sunday morning, they had a telephone out in the middle of the woods. And the guy put the telephone there because he had lost his daughter and he needed to talk to her. And he would go out to a telephone. It was an old-fashioned telephone, a dial telephone, but it wasn't hooked to anything. Yeah. But people could go out and talk, and uh, did that gender any uh, oh my gosh. thoughts and desires we have to oh. talk to our loved ones? Oh, yes. I thought immediately, and now that you've said it again, I I may do it. <laughs> because um, my mother was the type that uh, she wanted you to call every day. And if you didn't <coughs> call every day, uh, maybe you'd miss one day. But, man, by that second day, she would call and say, uh, what's going on? You know you didn't call me yesterday. And that is the one thing, and I guess because I had talked to my mother almost every day, very few days passed, and the whole time I was alive <laughs> that I did not speak to my mother. Mm-hmm. And so now all the time I get these things about, oh, I ought to call and I think, I can't call mom. And I thought, how therapeutic it is and how, I thought it gave you permission. It gave you license that it's okay to go out and pick up that phone. Because a lot of times my mother wouldn't say too much because I was telling her what I did today. And I thought, I ought to just go outside and take my cell phone and just put it up to my ear and talk to her, that that might help get that out of your system. So I really uh, could, uh, whatever the word is, understand what they were talking about. Mm -hmm. You know, I thought it was kind of sad that they had to, like, go that far to do that. But I thought, what what a neat idea. Yeah, I talked to my mother a lot uh, when I was in newspaper. She was my thesaurus and my speller and my advisor. When I was in radio, she was a, a real positive critic in my uh, broadcasting. And uh, every once in a while, even now, oh. I feel like reaching over and picking up the telephone. But something happened about a year ago as I was walking around the block there's a bush in the farthest part of my walk. There's a bush that was uh, just along the side, the sidewalk and next to a huge wall and nobody was around it. I mean, there's there's no house or no driveway or anything. It's just a bush by itself. But it flowered in the most beautiful uh, flower you ever saw in your life. Big red uh, buds on it and flowered and everything. And as I would pass by, I would uh, acknowledge that it was my mother and father. And and wow. so uh, I would take a little flower or a little branch from it uh, when they trimmed it and take one walk around the block with them and then come back and lay it back and tell them I'd be back the next day. And that was oh, my way to get to commune neat. with them and talk with them. 
because they were both great buddies, great buddies, just yeah. like yours. Yeah. Uh, it's funny that I think about my mom all the time, and I don't remember thinking about my father like that, bless his heart, <laughs> because my dad never talked. I mean, if I would call him today, he'd probably just say hello, and that'd be the last word you heard him say. But uh, I do think about him a lot, especially when I go back to the farm and I see some of the things that are going on there, the improvements, uh, um, the um, growth and what kind of equipment they use. He would be just, oh, captivated. He would just be in awe and watching it. So I think about him when I'm on the farm uh, a lot. But uh, those mothers, you know, they keep you in line. Mm -hmm. Yeah, ours did, didn't they? Mm. <laughs> you know, when your dad and mom came out, we were traveling through the uh, fields in Imperial County in California. Mm -hmm. And I asked Roy, I said, uh, what, do you, what do you think? And he said, you know what boggles my mind is they don't have to wait for rain. Oh, no. They don't have to worry. This irrigation just blew his mind. Yeah, I, I always say there's... <laughs> I have a quirky thing. I just, when I see them uh, any place with their irrigation, I, I go, you're, you're not really farming. You know, you got a factory going here. Drugstore farmers. Yeah, like drugstore cowboys. Exactly. Those are the two things. It's funny that you mentioned that, that I think it, in farming is. And then when I watch, uh, my dad and, and I were great rodeo buffs and love to watch rodeos in person and on TV. And now I think, eh. mm. you know, my day you crawled on a bucking horse or a bucking uh, bull and you had a pair of chaps on. That's the only thing that you had on to protect you or help you grip that animal and, and a glove in, on one hand. And that's all. Now they come out, and some of them have helmets on. Some of them have, uh, you know, they got the teeth guards down, and and they have vests on, like that help to protect them, I guess, from being gored. And I'm thinking, you know, what happened to the rough old cowboys? Mm -hmm. So. I don't, the only thing that's still the same in ro is the roping part, uh, the steer roping and uh, that kind of thing. Everything else is, they're all wrapped up. Speaking of daughters and stepdaughters, uh, you got a visitor coming this weekend. And my stepdaughter? <laughs> yeah. No, she's my real daughter. Uh -huh. Yes, I'm looking forward to Chelsea and her family coming. It's, it'll be great. It's always fun because when we go home, it's nice to visit with them, but they're so busy, you know, to have their jobs. When we get them out here, we're kind of, you know, got them trapped and can sit and get to do a lot of things. So it'll be a fast visit. I'm like my mom. I beginning to think now, not about her getting here, but when she's going back already, <laughs> it's, it's not long enough. Um, so yeah, really excited. Kylie's coming with him. I think Casey wanted to come, but her mom didn't tell her ahead of time enough to get off So from work. So She's a full-fledged uh, mortician. Yes. Yes, she is, and she's on call so much. Mm -hmm. So that takes a little work. 
But I'm, yeah, I'm looking really mm-hmm. anxious to seeing her. Yeah, people are dying to see her. Yes, they are. Yes, and that would be a sweet one to take care of you when you pass, too. Yeah. Yes, yeah. she would handle your corpse with, uh, yeah, she told me the other day, she said, Nanny, you're not going to be cremated, are you? And I said, well, why not? I said, everybody else has been lately who would never thought of it. My mom and dad both were cremated. She says, no, no, tell them to send the body to me. And she gave me all the instructions on how to go about, you know, sending it to me. She says, I think it's so important for a person to have a final look. So she says, just have them send me the body and I'll get it all ready. And, and she would. She would get it all ready for them, and then you can come in and view the body. Then we can fry you. <laughs> that didn't sound good, fry me. And she says, well, it's the same thing. And People need to see a person who has passed for closure, she said, I think. It helps. My father always said that too, but here's the formula. Oh. Here's, here's my and your formula. If you die first, you're going straight to the burner. If I die first, Mm -hmm. then you can do whatever you want to do with your body. You can wrap it up and spend $40,000 shipping yourself out to God knows where. Mm -hmm. And then being burned, it's still being burned. So you got the formula? Yeah. (laughs) I got it. (laughs) I don't know. but it was Either way, I get burned. Yeah. It was so cute the way she did it, you know. And... uh, I thought it was really sweet, which of any person in the world that I would think would be in a mortuary business, it would not be Casey. But she has the biggest heart in the world, almost to a fault. Um, She's just a good person, and she has that warm personality. Um, Yeah, I'll say that about... uh, my two girls and and some of my girl grandchildren that they are uh, really warm hearted caring people. Mm-hmm. Yep, they come by that honest. Well, I I ca- I care about people, so mm-hmm. I guess mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, how much do you care about me? Uh, almost too much. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I meant to say, oh, you're too much. That's what oh. I meant to say. Yes. Hey, I love that. This is a good way to end. Yes, it is. We got to get busy. We got things to do before oh, the Oh my gosh. Before the onslaught. Yeah, because I'm a little, you know, my mother was we called her that she would go visit you and she would wear white gloves when she came. Mm-hmm. Uh I'm just the opposite. I'm wearing white gloves before they get here and testing everything to make sure everything's up and up because these girls know how to take care of their homes and their families. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And you do too. So have a good one and leave it there to Domani. Okay, Domani. <laughs> Love you, darling. Love you, hun. Bye.